Oh, hi, Sam. Oh, hi, dear. incredibly loud. Hello and welcome back to Extremely Pale and Incredibly Loud. This week we have a special episode with me recording in my living room and Sam recording in hers. It's a special phone episode because we couldn't bear to look at each other anymore. So we're gonna get Sam on the horn right now. It's ringing. Hello. Hello. Hello, Samantha. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast calling. Oh, I, I should have prepared myself for a podcast call. It's totally <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> I know you had no idea. I had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell the people why we went wireless? Um, I told them because we just couldn't stand to the look of each other's faces anymore. Yes, Tan and I are in the worst fight we've ever had. <laughs> we've been fighting about how busy we are and who is more busy. We are now arch nemeses. We are now arch nemeses, but the show has to go on. Ah, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, something just scratched at my window. Oh, that is terrifying. Um, a little too spooky for me. Spelt the number two, spooky. The number four, me. <laughs> uh, we have a third uh, guest on the podcast today, and that's a ghost outside of Sam's window. Yeah, I'd rather be dead than have to deal with a, with a ghost again. I've <laughs> exercised so many demons in my time, and I really can't be doing it again. <laughs> no more so, demons for us, please. Yeah, so what's, uh, what's going on? So on the agenda today, we are going to be bitching about the first episode of Riverdale after it got back from its mid-season finale. Um, yeah. Oh, how could I forget how truly horrible <laughs> it was? Long story short, it was not good. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a car crash, <laughs> but sometimes when you're seeing a car crash, you can't look away. Um, even as you see, you know, the fire, uh, the engine, you know, just catching fire, the gas explosions that occur, the horrifying crush of metal against metal, ripping sounds. You, you can't look away, though, however much you'd like to. And that is my relationship with Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale is, uh, it's a travesty to watch. It's a car crash. It is a fire. It's a 9-11? Essentially, Sam was at a train. Um, she was stopped waiting for a train for like an hour today. And I Riverdale feels like that. It's, it's exactly. Actually, you know what, Tia? I amend my earlier statement. Please edit it out in post. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is I was stuck today trying to drive home. Should have taken me 45 minutes. It took an hour and a half. Why, you ask? Oh, because I was stuck waiting for a effing train mm-hmm. that was going one direction, then stopped, then went the other direction, literally cost 30 minutes of my life. I had almost no gas. 
<laughs> you can imagine the panic that I was feeling. Honestly, I called my family. I said, "At family, does this amount of kilometers mean that I'll be safe to get to a gas station if I'm stuck waiting at a at a train?" My father said, "Ha ha ha, yes." And I said, "Okay, well that's good." Well, thank God. But also, I'm a little worried, and he was like, "Ha ha ha, don't be." Oh my goodness! And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> okay, I am worried." I would be worried too, and I, I I saw your Snapchat about this ordeal, and the, my first thought was like, oh my god, does she have snacks in the car? I had no snacks in the car, <laughs> and I was. This is getting worse and starving. worse. And Tia knows what I get like when I'm hungry. I'm not sure pleasant. the listeners can extrapolate. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. Um, I turn into a bit of a raging lunatic, um, and I'm usually a raging lunatic, so picture me saying it's worse than it usually is, and you've kind of gotten where I am. Um, <laughs> this is not a good scenario. It's not a good scenario. It's very chilling. Not great. Whatever. <laughs> Such is life. Um, but yeah, uh, that is basically sums up what it's like to watch Riverdale. I was sitting there staring at the rear end of the car in front of me thinking wow still would rather be watching this than watching Riverdale yep not gonna lie that's my thoughts too uh so I took notes while I was watching Riverdale the other day because uh there was just too much to even like remember that's how bad it was it truly truly the the horrors did not stop minute by minute of that so I'm glad you took a record because I just sat there watching the horror wash over me and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really gather my thoughts so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say okay and, and then I'll just chime in with some zingers perfect sounds good so my first note is so we're just blowing by everything colon the first thing we're blowing right by is the quarantine which was the cliffhanger of the mid-season finale that was the whole point was oh this huge quarantine now we're into this episode and um A quick sidebar, if you don't watch Riverdale, keep listening because this will satisfy all of your pop culture needs and you will never have to watch this terrible show. (laughs) So (laughs) we were quarantined because there was a mass seizure outbreak and now life is just going on as normal. How does this make sense? Oh my God. We did not go into the horrors of a quarantine nor did we talk about why the quarantine happened or how it was lifted. Just nothing. Well, my thing is, they're actually supposed to still be under quarantine in the event of this episode. But you know that that's not possible because remember how Jughead and his dad were trapped outside of the quarantine at mm-hmm. the end of the last episode, but somehow got themselves into inside of a freaking thing that was armed like the military literally was guarding the city and you're telling me you got past the military question mark no there's no way that that was possible also like there's no way (laughs) so i was confused too because i thought that it was still supposed to be the quarantine but i think in like the first five minutes someone gives like a really throwaway line like after the quarantine something like that that made me think oh, that it was over. So so your theory is, no, it's lifted. Yeah, that's what I think that they were trying to get at. Oh, shit. I really thought that they were still under quarantine because why else would... Uh, what's her name and the other one? The Ginger Hood... Uh, <laughs> Ginger Red Riding Hood and uh, her little merry friend be doing cat burglary. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, yes. 
And that brings me to the next thing on my list of shit that we're blowing by, which is Shoni are robbers now, question mark. And um, for non-viewers of the show, Shoni is the uh, couple's name of... I can't, why can't we not remember? Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Her name is Cheryl, and it's Cheryl and Tony. So they're casually, even though Cheryl is probably like the richest person in the show, they've decided that they're just going to become cat burglars. So they wear these tiny little like masquerade masks and break into people's homes and steal shit. It literally makes negative sense. And again, can I just remind the listeners... They are fucking 15 years old. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How are you? What were you doing when you were 15? I, I think I was still playing with Barbies. I'm confused <laughs> as to how I would be a criminal fucking mastermind who breaks into people's houses and, mm-hmm. and steals shit from my friends because be the way everyone in Riverdale knows each other. It's not like she's stealing from strangers. She's stealing from people that she's known her whole life. And it's just like shits for shits and giggles, and it's like hee hee hee. Yeah. I'm a robber. Like what? It doesn't make sense. They show her breaking into the lodge's house, which I'm sure that Hiram Lodge, villain of the millennium, has probably a security system. You know what else though is really hilarious? That Veronica is not shocked nor angered when she finds out. Mm-hmm. That they broke into her house. Like, no, she's like, oh, huh. I read this script, so I know how this works. Um, <laughs> everything's fine, and nothing matters. Yeah. Oh, Literally, I don't know how much lower the uh, the writing on the show can go, but I'm sure Tia, you can tell me with more notes from the episode. <laughs> okay, so my next note is Betty is housing a bunch of youths. Oh my god, that was my favorite part of the entire show, was the screaming little girl waking up Betty and Jughead as yeah. if they were parents Oh yeah, baby. Betty and Jughead are now sleeping in the same bed, which, okay, I'm no prude, but um, I had parents, and they, they didn't let me have... Um, have sleepovers at that point no. at 15 years old i don't even think i'd had a sexual awakening so no, i'm confused no. about why this is occurring yeah i don't understand as to why my second thing is not gonna lie would love to see a jughead and betty teen mom spin-off <laughs> please, teen mom please 17 or whatever the hell season one betty and jughead because you're heading that way if you're constantly having sleepovers in each other's beds and we never see you buying condoms or taking birth control of any kind. No, and mm. as we know, the demographic of this show is 12, 13, 14-year-olds and us. So yep. maybe they should have some discussion about it's not normal for this many teenagers to be this um, just... Sexual? It, yeah. No, I was going to say orgiastic, weird. but that's Sabrina, yeah, the teenager. Honest, yeah, no, they are, though. I find it just incredibly weird because I think it's going to give a whole generation of teenagers weird sexual hangups and anxiety, thinking that they have to be, you know, like basically porn stars in bed. Um, oh, yeah. Like level even of just. experience by the time that they're literally 15 because yeah. Riverdale told you. Well, exactly. And because, like, the appearances of the actors, in addition to, like, the, like them having kinks, which we talked about last time I think and Betty's like dark Betty thing yeah like that's it's not normal to (laughs) to be like that aware of like 
what you're into kink-wise no, as I'm a teenager. Honestly, if you're 15, you're supposed to be, like, nervously masturbating for the first time. <laughs> not not having sex with your boyfriend. Like, literally, literally like, how do you spell bit. clitoris level of sexually <laughs> yeah, in advance? Literally jerking off to science classes. <laughs> um, anatomy pictures like that's where you need to be like the so the most stop. arousal coming from like a tight pair of jeans <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's where you need to be living because my gosh <laughs> I'm just so confused and I mean if any of the listeners actually agree with Riverdale portrayal please drop us a line and let me know because I uh yeah, I don't understand we want to hear the listeners thoughts about if you watch Riverdale what the hell's going on? If you don't watch Riverdale, um, tell Talks? us tell us how to get unhooked because. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I mean, there's a new episode tonight. Yep. Do I want to watch it? The answer is Not at no. All. But am I going to? The Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next thing on my list is Archie is living in some place in the woods. <laughs> no. Can I talk to you about? I have so many things to say. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. First of all. <laughs> Archie Andrews continues to be the most disappointing garbage mm-hmm. in a garbage fire television show. It's supposed to be Give his show. Give Appa something to fucking do. The poor <laughs> bastard. Okay, 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 okay. Let me back up. The episode opens with this asshole living in the Canadian hinterland. It's literally <laughs> what they call it. I'm sorry, that's not a place. <laughs> there isn't one Canadian hinterland. <laughs> Please be specific. If you're telling me that he's in the Quebec freaking woods, that would be better for me. Yeah. I think we're supposed to deduce that he's in the Quebec woods, but you know what? I don't buy it because that's not what the Quebec woods look like, first of all. Second of all, do you know what angered me? Oh, you guys, <laughs> You know what angered me above all else in this episode? And there's a lot. <laughs> what was Fucking it? KJ Appa saying the words KDK1 to KDK12. Do you know what that is from? No, it I don't. It's from a little movie called The Shining. Do not make what? references to movies that are vastly, vastly better than your piece of shit television show. That's okay? what he was referencing? Yes. Oh, I'm my God. Fucking Shelly Duvall constantly being like, KDK1 to KDK12. Oh, yeah. Literally, I cannot, I was like, I heard it, and I instantly was enraged. That is ridiculous. the episode progresses, he's just chilling in a cabin with his dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's watching, he's a park ranger somehow. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Archie, you have literally nothing with you. That he's a minor and just said, you know what, we're going to let that slide. Because that's what Canadians do. The like, what did no. Archie have? He had maybe a duffel bag with him. And now we're supposed to <laughs> buy that he's a fucking forest ranger and that he's living a successful Bushman life? Like In, in the span, might I add, in the span of what, two weeks? Yeah, if that. <laughs> also, that- Archie Andrews, the boy who sings. The boy who <laughs> sings poorly and... Um, doesn't think logically about anything. I do not think that he, as a 16-year-old boy, could hold this job or no, live successfully is, in the woods by himself. No, and my favorite, the thing that really goes to show you how dumb they are is that they actually write how stupid he is into the episode that you're watching. Yep. My favorite bit is after he's done saying KDK1 to KDK12, he goes, 
beep, beep, beep. They go, hey, there's a bear in the area. Maybe be careful. (laughs) What does he do? Immediately gets up, takes his dumbass dog without a leash out into the woods to Mm -hmm. just see if they'll happen upon a bear. Do you know what bears are like? They are massive. They weigh the size of a semi-truck, and they will fuck you up (laughs) until there's nothing left. They will behead you and eat you. And you're telling me he survives one swipe of a paw yeah. from a bear also like a bear would only swipe one yeah that's it's, what we're supposed to believe kill you. yeah we're no. supposed to believe that he was just that this bear was just being playful it was just like oh archie <laughs> he never would have been oh archie you're so nice <laughs> he would never be able to a pick himself up off the ground that he fell on after he was mauled by the bear B, walk however many fucking miles to his little shitty cabin. C, call for help. Mm-mm. B, take off his shirt but then put it back on again. Yeah, why Why did he need to be shirtless? And I the amount so of blood, the amount of blood that was coming off of him, and he's just like, uh, dog, what's his dog's name? I don't remember. Uh, it's a dumb name. Um, oh, it's such a funny name, but what is it? <laughs> Vegas. Vegas. He goes, oh, Oh, Vegas, don't worry. They'll be here soon. Also, oh. can I just let you know a little tidbit? Um, any dog would try and fight the bear, and the bear would kill the dog, too. Yeah. So, what? No. Did the dog just sit there quietly while Archie's mauled to death? Did um, the bear look at the dog and go, you're not a threat, fellow animal? <laughs> huh? <laughs> the thing about I'm whoever confused. wrote this episode is I don't think that they have ever watched a nature documentary, or anything that was ever written about bears ever. They clearly have no idea. seen an episode of Riverdale besides the one that came before their episode. Because exactly. Because as I've mentioned before, taken from a very hilarious tweet from the lovely Emily Nussbaum mm-hmm. from The New Yorker, Riverdale is a corpse of a show which <laughs> immediately, immediately settles the information dropped in the previous episode and leaves a cliffhanger that will immediately be ignored in this next episode. Exactly. They. Oh, my God. Their formula is not working, and yet it's somehow really working for them because they keep getting more seasons. I think that they're one stop away from getting a Universal Studios ride, and I'm not down for that. Mm-mm. So, that's where I'm at. No. Okay, what's next on the list? Um, oh, in addition to Archie being attacked by the bear and him um, lying there bleeding he starts to have visions and starts this is my favorite bit. interacting with um other dead people but also his friends but also dead people and uh, no one knows what's happening there um next thing is that there's a dumb drug deal side story um so we've so we've got the youths that are living with betty and Papa Jughead, <laughs> um, and one of them has uh, the the infamous Pop Rocks from Hiram, I believe. And yes. but again, how how would you how would you get the drugs? Oh, so then so, so then they investigate. Who dealt you these drugs, little boy? Oh, it was that boy in the gang, the gang of little boys. <laughs> because again. Everyone in this show is supposed to be 15 years old, but are actually ruthless gang members. Yep. Who sell drugs. So this, get their hands so this guy, 
Yeah, which one was it? Was it Fangs? Yes, Fangs. So Fangs was yelled at. Yeah, dealt this boy drugs. Jughead gets mad at him. Yeah, uh-huh. When Jughead gets mad, <laughs> he says, I need to take away your jacket. Oh, my jacket. I'm going to get cold out here. I'm going to take away everyone's jacket because you're not allowed to be a serpent anymore. <laughs> and I'm this... Jughead. I'm the Slithering King or whatever the fuck you call. Okay, this brings me to my next note, which is that Jughead is trying to govern the serpents as if it makes sense. And the throwaway, the throwaway lines trying to make the plot make sense are horrendous, such as... Okay, so this needs a little bit of backstory for the listeners. Um, Shoni is there. They're in the gang, which doesn't make sense. Also, but... Yeah, also... I'm so sorry. <laughs> is no one at the school, like a teacher, saying to these kids, maybe don't be in a gang, maybe don't wear gang paraphernalia at every fucking Yeah, turn. do they have a fucking principal, or what's the story here? Uh, so they're Literally. in the gang, but everyone gets up sh- upset at Shoney because they were cat burglaring, and that's wrong. And as we know, um, the serpents aren't about crime. They're, they're something yeah, else. Yeah, they're, they're a chill and relaxed gang. Didn't you know? They, <laughs> they have no means to make money because they don't do anything illegal, but they're a gang. Yeah. They just like to wear leather jackets and bum around together and yell at each other if they do anything wrong. So Yeah, because they're teenagers who, again, are in a gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I, I don't know if I remember what happened here. Um, uh, Cheryl says to Jughead, if you're wondering how we know, um, Fangs told someone else who told Tony who told me. And it's like, that's supposed to, but she says it like, if you're wondering how we know, he told me, who told me, who told her. And it's like, they're trying to make this stupid plot point make sense. And they're also, someone was writing this and then someone read it and realized, oh, these characters would have no idea that this other plot line is happening. So then they're like, toss that in. That's enough for us. It's, it's honestly, I just, again, I just. I don't know. I do you not have a, a season plan? It's the least creative. Do you not have a fucking bulletin board that tells you maybe the outline of where you're trying to go each season? Because it's becoming very apparent that you do not have such Mm-mm. a plan, and that you're just doing whatever you fucking the magic eight ball tells you what to do. <laughs> Someone's and like you know what? storyboard. What's literally, that? Literally, literally. Okay. Literally, guys. <laughs> the next thing I have is Reggie and Veronica? Okay. <laughs> okay, well, here's my thing about that. Um, I thought it was sooner than sooner or later that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really would have preferred it to happen much earlier because I think that they were just reacting to that uh, Cam- Camila Mendez and Charles Melton are dating in real life. Or... So they're like, ooh. Oh, gotta gotta get in there. Yes, they are together. Or um, or circle back to my uh, conspiracy theory from like a year ago when everyone was like, "Oh, are Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt dating in real life?" And I was like, um, "Probably not." And it's publicity to make everyone like their characters together on the show. So I think that them, Reggie and Veronica in real life, they're like, "Oh, you better start dating so that we can create this ship on the show." Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is very strange. But here's what I have to say about that. Reggie and Veronica make more sense than Archie and Veronica, first of all. Second of mm-hmm. all, it is canon to your 
to your cartoon, um, you know what you could have done? Maybe written in this earlier so that it doesn't seem so forced and strange. Um, they should have had them paired up doing like mini adventures way before yes. uh, now because I feel like it seems very forced, but if they had let it be a little bit more organic, we would have bought it into it more. As it stands, I do not buy into it. And I find it very strange. No, like these two definitely have more chemistry than Veronica and Archie ever have. But I'm confused about where they're going with it because Archie, he's probably not dead, even though the cliffhanger is that he's dead. Um, he's probably alive, which no, means... No, I'm pretty sure he's alive because he's cast in, again, because <laughs> Riverdale has idiots running it. Um, he's cast in Kevin Keller's... Uh, Heather's musical, which is going to be the next musical episode that the show is going to do um, in a couple of weeks' time. Mm -hmm. uh, what did they do immediately after this episode, this last episode was released? They went, here's a picture of the casting thing, and who's in it? Archie Andrews. Way, mm -hmm. to, way to defeat your... You just put out a cliffhanger. Literally just borrow half a second of freaking Game of Thrones logic where everything is locked up for two seconds. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, they Just don't understand. to keep a mystery. Just attempt no, to keep a mystery. I don't think that these, I don't think that people running Riverdale understand that, like, you have to, in the real world, like, publicize your show as you want it to be perceived. Like. Yeah. Like, they're just like, everyone's having as much fun as we are in this nonsensical world. It literally makes no sense. And I don't understand, and I'm very confused, <laughs> and why would you do this? So probably what I, what I think is, actually, okay, let me finish through these notes, and, we're, and then we can do some predictions for what's to come. Okay. Um, so I just have, my next note is, undercover fangs, all capitals, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, so at the end of the episode, Jughead's real mad, and his papa's there to support him in his anger. And... He's like, Fangs, one way that you can keep your jacket and our trust is to go undercover in the rival Riverdale gang, the Ghoulies. Great name for a gang. Um, and he's like, I would love to. So now we're going to have this 16-year-old boy um, be undercover in another gang in a town of maybe 100 people where everyone knows everyone. Yep. Yep. Yep, no one will, uh, no one will guess that, and he won't be hung by his ankles for that no no nope. nope not that won't happen also can we just talk about the fact that this there's now a third gang okay there's the oh, right. serpents oh is that where he's un, is that where he's going undercover i messed it up he's he's got hold on hold on yeah so it's he was in the serpents mm -hmm. we have the ghoulies that are out of town or something and now the gargoyles yes that's it so he's because <laughs> why, you know what you, one gang is never enough why not throw in eight more? Okay, so he's going undercover in the gargoyles, right? Yes. I think that's what it is, because everyone's yes, afraid of is, Hiram they, and his gargoyles. They have dumbass gargoyle masks. Oh, yes. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah, it's uh, uh, truly, truly off offensive, honestly. This show loves masks and wigs and disguises of any kind. I truly think that it is turning into Pretty Little Liars on crack. Because let mm -hmm. me tell you, so many of the, these storylines are lifted straight out of Pretty Little Liars. And you know what? Pretty Little Liars, as terrible as it was, did it better. Yeah. I think that there's just like, because that was also CW, right? Yep. So they must just have some staff writers who are just 
Um, they must have just taken a bunch of uppers and just gone to town on these scripts without really thinking of what's going on. <sighs> That's my exhale of the week. <laughs> That's how because we feel. thinking about this makes me uncomfortable. It's emotionally and physically exhausting. Um, okay, next item is the mass nun suicide. So this comes to us at the end of the episode, and Betty returns to the infamous, notorious Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which is Again, like... Again, can I just say, a whole storyline literally lifted out of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, really? Season five. Oh, Season my God. Season four, maybe. So the Sisters of Quiet Mercy is like the convent where they send problem children, in quotations, basically like pregnant teens or gay teens or anything that's um, frowned upon. And she just... And then it turned into Betty going there and being forcibly drugged, and everyone was being drugged, and... Again, forcibly against teenagers. Yep. So then she returns here by herself, and she opens the door to the Gargoyle King's room and sees all of the nuns. Yes, why why would she go with, I don't know, people? Anyone. No. Literally anyone. So she goes back, and there's all these nuns dead from suicide. <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead. They're dead. They're dead. Dead. E-A-D. Dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that doesn't make sense. And then we've got, uh, my last note is, the worst forest rangers ever have come upon the death of a mauled Archie Andrews. Yeah, wow. can we just also talk about how he literally said, I got attacked by a bear, and the forest rangers show, out, show up, A, hours later, mm-hmm. B, with no medical supplies? No. They were like, oh, oh, we'll put a finger on it. Uh, he do looks dead. Do you know how dead. fast, if, if this actually happened, do you know how fast they would have came? Like a matter of minutes. minutes. Yeah. Even even if even if they were miles away because they have helicopters mm-hmm. and other things, so what <laughs> doesn't make sense? Doesn't make sense. I am exhausted by this show. Will I tune in again? You bet. Obviously. Um, has so... uh, has KJ Alba already given away that he is in fact back in this episode? You bet. <laughs> you bet he has. Oh my Just God. today, he said, look forward to seeing y'all in, in uh, tomorrow's episode. Uh, and, and screen grabs of him very much alive. Oh my God. This show does not know what they're doing. Oh they have God. the dumbest PR person or the most genius PR person. Because mm-hmm. I truly cannot look away. I just find it terrible. Yep. Um, okay, so what are your predictions for the coming episodes? Okay, predictions. Um, nothing will happen to Archie. He will literally not even have a scar. No, um, I think that he, he will come back and be very angry. He will somehow go back to Riverdale mm-hmm. and be enraged that Veronica <laughs> moved on. They will have a fight. Yes. Veronica will act like she cares absolutely whatsoever, like not at all about Archie. Mm-hmm. Veronica will continue to talk about her dad as if he isn't the worst person who's ever lived. Hiram will come and see that Archie is alive, make some sort of ridiculous villainous statement that's mm-hmm. very creepy, basically stroking a white cat while he does it. <laughs> um, Next to a, a pool of sharks. 
Betty and Jughead will continue to go into life-threatening, dangerous situations without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you another inconsequential character dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I rate this episode one out of five <laughs> apples. What's something that they eat a lot on the show? Burgers. burgers. Oh, s- syrups. Oh, syrups. Yeah, yeah. I give I this five ounces of, of syrup. Yeah. Out of a exactly. hundred. Because you know what? It's bad. <laughs> and it's not good. This and was it's rough. it's bad and very terrible and no one ever wants to hear it again. And, and not yet good. everyone does. Truly horrific. But I uh, look forward to tuning in next week. <laughs> tonight. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed this short, quick, dirty episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> and tune in next week. We won't talk about Riverdale as much, but you better believe no, we're going to have some be, thoughts. There will be four corners to next week's episode. One corner will be Riverdale Corner. The second corner will be, wow, that really was crazy, huh? The third <laughs> corner will be continued screaming about something. And the fourth corner will be recommendations because I actually have a lot. And you know what? I'll give you a little tidbit. Uh, what have I been watching recently? Sex education, and let me tell you, Ooh. it's fantastic. Yeah, I've got to get on. Hear that. about that more next week. Oh, on also, extremely pale and incredibly loud. <laughs> um, my homework for this week was to watch The Good Place, and I've now watched everything on Netflix twice because it's that good. So it's so good. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it is. It's the best show. So okay, so funny. Here's what I recommend: if you feel like getting into Riverdale. Get into Riverdale and then follow it up with The Good Place so that you can have some faith restored in Hollywood writers. And you know what? If you're really just craving teen angst and that's really what you want to be feeling but you're turning to Riverdale to get your fix, I actually encourage you to draw your attention to Sex Education, which is hilarious and features many teen angst. Okay, yes, we will do that. Um, Also, please email us your thoughts about just whatever. You can tell us just about whatever. TV, just, movies, traffic, life. Just whatever. Just let us know, and it's whatever, and please. Our email um, is extremelypalepod at gmail.com, and our Instagram is extremelypalepod. With an X. Like X. Like X-Treme. Extreme Games. <laughs> yeah. Because our old Instagram was stolen. And so. if you want to hear about that ordeal... Go back in some episode and find it. And our yeah. personal Instagrams are at Sam Pantha and at Tia Christofferson. Figure out how we it's spelled. We also have Twitters that are pretty fire. If oh, you yeah. If your Twitter's politically engaged and fire, please turn to us. <laughs> oh, what are our Twitters? Mine's at T Christo underscore. Mine is at Sam Pantha? 90. I think it's at Sam Pantha 90. Yes. Hold on, hold on. I can tell you. One sec. She's going to find out. So in the meantime, you're going to listen to me fill the time with heavy breathing. Can you you hear me? Yep. Uh, (laughs) It's at Sam underscore Panther. Oh, there we go. The Sam Panther... 
I don't remember what it is, but it's something else that's sent at the night. But this one is not. So. Okay. Well, we've figured it out. So thank you for listening to that. So thank you for listening. Um, tune in next week. It'll be wild. I promise not to scream so much. Um, and go in peace. And be, peace. be with Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> it is right to praise him. <laughs> we are the sisters of quiet mercy. <laughs> the sisters of quiet mercy and perpetual anger. Please enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.